Hello. Yep. What's going on? Nothing much. Still trying to get Eric. Still trying to get Eric. Still waiting for help. There, he just clicked here. There, hold on. I'm going to click on the one you sent to the group chat. Yo, Eric. Hello? Yes. We finally got you in. Send it to the group chat. (laughs) We finally got Eric here. Yay. <clears throat> finally, finally, finally. We finally got Eric here. How you doing, Eric? Good, good. How are you guys? Good. Doing well, doing well. I'm good. We're here to talk about your favorite promotion, WWE. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the thought process is you got to start with WWE because their show is literally tomorrow. Oh, I know, I know. I think we should definitely got to circle back to New Japan because you know, a lot, lot, lot of stuff's been going now that G1's over. Yeah. All right, we can circle back to Japan. But just to start this off, we're going to go ahead and thank everyone who will listen to this. This is the first episode, officially the first episode of Three-Headed Jobbers. If you know what a jobber is, good for you. If you don't, just go look at John Cena versus Undertaker at WrestleMania. And you'll see what a jobber is. He's very good at it. <laughs> it's just that simple. I am Matthew. I am the, I'm not even going to say the founder, but this is my brainchild. I have Eric and I have Rich here with me. I am also a writer for fanofeverything.com. You can also check out this podcast when we're done at fanofeverything.com and on Pro Wrestling Talk on Facebook. Go join the group. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this, guys. Are you ready? Wow, we're ready. All right. Before we even jump to SummerSlam, Rich, we're going to talk about one. We're going to talk about some important things before we jump straight into like SummerSlam. So, as you already know, I'm not even aware if you do know. Oh, my God. We lost Rich. We lost Rich. No, we didn't. Ah. (laughs) We lost Rich. Rich. We lost Rich. Rich, what happened? I got, I got, I got cut out. Ah oh, man, you got cut out. Without further ado, and then, and then they dropped it. Ah oh, man, it's okay. It's the first one. Look here, everyone from this after this one's going to be better than the next one. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Rich, as you know, a couple of days ago. I'm not even sure if you know. Seth Rollins did an interview with Sports Illustrated, and they asked him about The Rock potentially main eventing WrestleMania 35 against Roman Reigns. Seth Rollins went out of his way, and he's basically like, we don't need him. In his words, and I quote, he said, don't get me wrong, I love The Rocky. I think he's great, love everything he's done for the business, but my gut, my first instinct says, we don't need him. We do not need him. If you're, if we're not the guys who can main event WrestleMania, then who are, how are we ever going to be The Rock? How are we going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin? We can't hold on to these guys forever. We just can't. To me, let's do Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, before we do Seth Rollins, The Rock. That's me. So, 
a lot of people are agreeing with him, of course, fans alike. But do you think it's time for Vince McMahon to start listening to Seth Rollins when it comes to this? I mean, eventually you're going to have to let go of these part timers. Uh, Vince McMahon may never let go of these part timers. And this is the issue. This is probably why people like Eric aren't even tuning in anymore. This is stuff like this. We don't see The Rock. I, I, I get Roman, at least Roman's there every week. I get it. You want to you force Roman down our throats? I get it. But it's not going to work. Roman versus Brock. Roman versus The Rock. Give give me Roman versus Seth. At least at least there's a story that we've been going through. At least there's something that matters. Why why is it every WrestleMania? It's like the WWE has seven month season and then a four month WrestleMania just to take over and throw everything away. I actually agree with uh, Rich. Um, I mean, you guys know I don't watch it, but I mean. If you're going to bring The Rock back, why are you going to bring him for a title match, though? It doesn't make sense. I mean, that's basically burying the rest of your roster, just saying you can't have a worthy title match at your biggest pay-per-view of the year. I mean, come on. I mean, you could have – I mean, I wouldn't mind Roman versus Seth. Will I watch it? Probably not. But, <laughs> I mean, I understand, I understand why Seth is saying this. I mean, I understand his, his – uh, view on this because it does make sense if you want to bring the rock or any other part-timer don't bring him back in a title match bring him in a i don't know a mid-card match against somebody else mm-hmm. i don't know it doesn't make sense the bad part about this is the last time someone basically said something when it pertains to the rock we ended up with two straight wrestlemanias with them main eventing as we all know that was john cena and we know how the rock handled that so, with yeah. The Rock already being rumored to come back, we already know that he's going to come for Seth Rollins. So, don't be surprised if around Royal Rumble time, we get Seth Rollins versus The Rock. When it goes on to face Roman Reigns, we're going to bury Seth Rollins. All that good stuff that mm-hmm. WWE does already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I just, we just, we really can, yeah, I mean, yeah, seriously, what are we going to do? I mean, in question number two is really is really going to be like the future of this company is really at stake because honestly, in my opinion, we're witnessing the change of the guard, and this is not WCW, so we don't have to worry about this company going out of business. We don't have to worry about no. that because they have like what four or five factions, and they're handling it very well. You know, WCW had one faction, and it just destroyed the whole company, along with yeah. other stuff. Not, not only that, I mean, do they really care? I mean, I've heard reports that they don't really care about their attendance they don't care because they have so much money from their tv deals they don't care that's why they put whatever they want on their tv does it really matter what we say i mean eventually it's going to matter what fox think and once again we lost rich (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean it it all depends it's going to matter what fox thinks because fox is not usa fox will kick you off the network they don't care how much money they're giving you oh yeah well that is true though but eventually will but i mean how long is that going to take before it actually becomes something? Yeah, very true. I don't know how long it's going to take before it actually becomes something. What is going on with Rich? And we're probably going to end up starting all over again because I don't know what's going on with Rich. I don't know what's going on with Rich. Rich stuff is acting up. Nope, and here comes Rich. No. Rich okay, I'm here. Hear us. Yeah, I'm here now. I'm here again. Sorry about that. Got got Let's go it again. It's all right, man. It's all right. It's the first episode. It's not going to be perfect. Everyone after this is going to be great anyway. Yep. <laughs> Besides, we're on the way. We're on our way to a good start anyway. 
But overall, though, I really think it is time that Vince actually pays attention. And the bad part about this, I can see Vince punishing Seth Rollins for saying something like this and talking about part-timers because that's just Vince McMahon anyway. But Seth didn't say anything wrong. You're eventually going to have to like put the faith of your company into these talents that you're investing in on Monday Night Raw and that you're investing in on NXT. I mean, you're going to have to put the faith in them at the end of the day. Like, we're about to have SummerSlam, yes, and then what? We're going to have, most likely, hands down, 100%, it's going to be Brock Lester versus Roman Reigns. That's the main event. It's not going to get a big pop. The The whole getting Roman over project is really, it really just needs to die. Like, just, if you're going to put the title on the man, just go ahead and put the title on the man. Hey. There's no point of holding on to whatever they're holding on to when it comes to this. Like, he's not going to get fully over. He's going to get that John Cena treatment. So just go ahead and put the title on him and just go from there. <laughs> yep. It's pretty much. Yep. But I also have another question for you when it actually pertains to SummerSlam. And I just think that it might be time for us to prepare for it might be time for us to prepare for another swerve. It might be time for that to prepare for another swerve because just hours before SummerSlam goes on the air, I think it's actually going to be around four o'clock. Brock Lesnar is going to have a meeting with he's going to have a meeting with the head honchos. Vince McMahon, I believe Stephanie McMahon and Triple H is going to be there. And it's most likely going to be on the future of Brock Lesnar and the company. So I'm thinking, Rich, do you think it's time that we prepare for another swerve at SummerSlam? Um, I don't know. Swerve, I mean, yeah, we can't call it a swerve anymore when Brock Lesnar just keeps winning and keeps winning. At this point, you know, I mean, we could get into a little bit more when we get to the the predictions, but at this point, you know, the universal title is garbage. It means nothing. It, 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 Brock Lesnar has been the champion for over half of the time of the, the title, and he's probably wrestled less than everyone else combined. It just makes no sense. And so at this point, they can't surprise me. Yeah, and the only reason I honestly consider it a swerve because every single time we've seen Brock versus Roman, we've all assumed that Roman is going to get the belt because that's been the plan all along, is to put the title on Roman. But Vince keeps turning it back and saying no because he doesn't like the crowd reaction that Roman's getting. Then it's like Brock is playing his part. He He's playing his part very well. I just don't know what it's going to take. And maybe Vince sees some type of dollar signs when it comes to him carrying the WWE Championship well, the Universal Championship into the UFC for a mega fight with Daniel Cormier, but I don't see where the dollar signs come in to benefit WWE. But, you know, they might just need to prepare for it. <laughs> Eric is having technical difficulties. <laughs> Eric is having well, technical Could you guys even hear me? I'm. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I can barely hear you guys, though. That's the problem. So you can barely hear us? Yes. Ah, Rich, what about you? I, I can hear just fine. Yeah. Mm. 
Give me one second. We lost Eric. I wonder if I can break this up in a second. This is going to be interesting. You got to be able to. Yeah. Actually, I think we can. Okay. It's got to be able to let you do something. Yeah, I believe go. it has a basic editing in here. We can try to work. I'm going to look at it and I'm going to look into it because we may. Let's try to get to that. We can get to the WWE predictions and then get to the Japan. Oh, yeah. Let's go ahead and jump straight to it. I got the SummerSlam predictions right here. I'm I'm looking at, I believe it's like 11, 12 matches on the card, even though I still feel like this will not help them top NXT take over Brooklyn. So it doesn't really matter. But... We're going to wait. We're going to do the I'm NXT gonna... predictions first. No, we're going to do Which ones do you want to do first? Which one do you want to do first? NXT. Rich? NXT. NXT tomorrow. Yep. All right, we'll jump straight to the NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. TakeOver's coming back to Brooklyn for the fourth time. Is this the fourth time in a row? Because I swear I've been looking at this like every single year. I think Every SummerSlam I know they have. Yeah. I swear it's like the fourth time in a row. Like back to back to back to back. Yeah, they didn't keep SummerSlam on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think they're doing Get the SummerSlam off East Coast. Mm-mm-mm. I think they are. I think they're, well, no, they're still going to the East Coast because I think next year I heard a rumor that it's going to be in Toronto next year. That's uh, interesting. Wrestling is wasted on the East. <laughs> hey, the West can't get numbers, man. New Japan just proved that at the Cow Palace. <laughs> oh, man. You're talking about New Japan sold out Long Beach in like 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, Long Beach did. Not not the Cow Palace, though. <laughs> the Cow Palace is a bigger venue. Uh, uh, I'm just giving you crap, man. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Uh, Rich, you want to do your predict? You want to do your predictions for Takeover? Yeah, I'm gonna go down the got yeah, the lineup line line for you. The matches. Run through. Yeah, five matches, only one non-title match. NXT is always pretty quick with their with their pay-per-views, which is a good thing. Unlike WWE, that's <laughs> going to go about five hours. NXT is going to get in, get five matches in, two and a half hours, we're done. Yeah, get in, get out. I mean, that's yeah. basically – people want wrestling now. We really don't care for all the extra shenanigans. I mean, I don't mind a good promo, but we want wrestling now. Like, we want wrestling. Exactly. All right. So I got it lined up. I'm not sure how the match order is going to go, but I have it lined up right here. Velveteen Dream versus EC3. Who you got? All right. Uh, EC3 quick... all day. <laughs> <laughs> Velveteen Dream needs the win more, so I think that he's going to get it. I think uh, Cassius Ono is his only a takeover win, so Velveteen Dream needs it more. He's going to get, gonna get finally get a big win. Yeah. EC3 is going to spend more time in NXT. Velveteen has been down there kind of just brushing up and just honing and molding his art form. So – I have to give it to Velveteen Dream. Like like you said, he does need a big win, and I think this is going to be the big win that they give him before they sadly ship him off to the main roster and he disappears. Nah, I think who, Velveteen Dream? He shouldn't disappear because, I mean, nah. like, let's be honest. As far as, like, a WWE-made superstar, this is probably the best they had in a long time. Yeah, well, he actually came out of their performance. Yeah, center, he's WWE-made. Like, yeah. straight WWE-made. Yeah, no, no, he's definitely he's definitely getting an NXT title match then. There's no way that your only homegrown talent in the last God knows how many years is actually not getting an NXT title match. Yeah. We have to go I mean, back to Bo Dallas. 
Bo Dallas is the last homegrown NXT champion. Bo Dallas. After Bo Dallas, I mean, and it's been good since, but I agree. They need a homegrown guy, and they got to keep Bubba Team Dream down a little longer. Oh, then then now that you guys are saying it, then he's definitely winning. I think he's definitely getting a title match because I, I, yeah, because I think, well, my prediction, I'll wait for later. But, yeah, he's definitely he's definitely winning done. Yeah, I, I have to believe that whoever wins out of this match right here, and golly, Rich, we got to fix your connection. I have to believe that whoever yeah. wins out of this right here is definitely getting either the North American Championship match or they're going to get the NXT Championship Hello? match. Yeah. Eric? Yes. Yeah. You heard what I just said? No, you just kind of cut off the one thing. Blank for a second. Oh, no. I was saying, you got to believe that whoever wins that match right there between Velveteen Dream and EC3, mm-hmm. they're definitely going to get a championship match. It's probably going to be for North American Championship, though. I don't know. I think, I mean, they've been hyping up. Velveteen. Yeah, they definitely been hyping up Velveteen Dream. Rich, you finally back with us? Yeah, I'm back with us. Good guy, man. We got to get your, we got to get your connector. And Eric just left. <laughs> Boy, Eric just left. He, um, if 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 we get disconnected, you should just keep going because we just uh, di- uh disconnected, come back in. Yeah, I've been doing that right there, man. Oh, trust me, I've been doing that right there. So, since I have you right here, next match I'm gonna throw at you: NXT North American Championship, Adam Cole versus Ricochet. Nine times out of ten, this is going to be the match of the night, and I have a feeling that this is going to be the first match on the card. Uh, this is going to probably be match of the weekend, I think. And um, I think that Adam Cole is probably keeping the title. I think that they got something going on with the Undisputed Era right now. And I don't think that uh, – I think Ricochet is going to have his time to shine, but I don't think it is yet. He doesn't need the title. Oh, Adam yet. Cole all day. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I do like Ricochet. I love Ricochet mainly because of his work in uh, Lucha Underground. But I got to stick with Adam Cole on this. I just feel like it's too early to take the title off him. Like, he's gold. Have you made a title defense? Like, one or yeah, two he... on NXT <laughs> on tapings. That's about it. No, no. He has to do one at least at a takeover. Yeah. This is what's going to be the match. This is probably going to be the best match of the night. Like Rich said, it's probably going to be the best match of the weekend. But mm-hmm. I'm sticking with Adam Cole. One-year anniversary of the start of Undisputed Era, too early to take the title off of him. Definitely. Way too early. Next match, we're just going to ahead and knock this one out the way because I already know how this is going to go. NXT Women's Championship, Shayna Baszler versus Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane. And I haven't seen her work. Um, I think that, that uh, the issue with Shayna Baszler winning is who is next for her in NXT if she stays down there. I think that they've back themselves in their corner with them with I think Kyrie's better suited for main roster, but I don't think that Shayna has anyone left if she wins. I think Kyrie Sane has to take this because otherwise they're in jeopardy of doing another Oscar type situation. No, you say the Baser doesn't she have a Gargano's wife? Um oh, Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae? Yeah, right, but, but they already fought they already fought, man. I mean you can't take that into the next takeover. You really she's can't. Beat, oh, yeah. yeah, she's beaten Candice a couple times you know, by submission each time. So it's 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 been pretty dominant victory. So I think that uh that even though Shayna probably needs more work, I think that if they if they uh, put the butt on Kyrie, that the division's gonna thrive more. 
Yeah, I'll give you my prediction on this. Kyrie Sane's taking the belt. It's going to be... Kyrie Sane's definitely taking the belt. It's going to be a decent match at best. Now, the weird thing about this that I have, Shayna Baszler's going up to the main roster. I feel like she's going to screw over Ronda Rousey. They're going to lead into a Ronda Rousey-Shayna Baszler feud. Mm, I could see that. I definitely. Well, we well. I'll save that part for when we get to SummerSlam. But uh, yeah, yeah, I could see some some going on with Ronda. Yeah, because Shayna's going to the main roster after this. There's nothing else for her to do in NXT. Kyrie Sane can carry that division. They have a. They have the, with the May Young Classic coming up. They're going to add more talent into the NXT Women's Division. They have some talent already there. I mean, you give me Kyrie Sane versus Candice LeRae, I'll watch that match any day. I feel like it'll be a oh, good yeah. one. Oh yeah. Yep. Kyrie Sane's definitely gonna be the new champion. Shayna Bays is going up to the main roster. Now let's go ahead and get into the NXT tag team championship match. Undisputed era, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong versus Mustache Mountain. I'll uh, I'll keep this one short. Uh this title's gone back and forth a couple times. It's not switching again. Undisputed era is walking out with all the belts. Yes, they are. Yeah, I'm Most taking all the best, too. Yeah, I'm going to stick with that, too. I feel like Mustache Mountain is going to go to NXT great. UK and just be tag team champions over there. It's going to be a great match, but, yeah, I think uh, oh, yeah. Eric keeps it. Oh, yeah. And now we have the match that Eric said he's already tired of. That was supposed to be a triple threat match, but we're not getting mm-hmm. it. Tommaso Chamber versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT Championship last man standing. <laughs> I feel bad for Chompers these guys. Win. I feel bad for these guys. Uh, they, they, they have to be main eventing another pay-per-view in a row, and they are. And it's basically the same situation as last time. I agree. Uh, Chamber's got to win this, and they got to get Johnny out of NXT. I think they need to send him to 205 Live, let him uh, – let him be the, yep. the I mean, face of that brand. But, yeah, they got to separate these two if it's done. Yeah. Tommaso Chambers. I mean, the going only on. reason why I'm just not looking forward to this is because it's been – yeah, the only reason why I'm just sick of this match is because I was in NXT TakeOver Chicago last year when the swerve happened. It's been a goddamn <laughs> over a year. Yeah. Like, just end this already. Yeah, they, they need to go ahead and decide already. I can't lie. Yeah. I'm sticking with Tommaso Chamba, though, because I got a feeling that Alistair Black is going to pop up and he's going to cost Gargano. Gargano's going to probably be the person who attacked him. But honestly, just my full-blown opinion, even if they just ended this match clean, I still have Chamba. Chamba is a beast right now. He's a beast. I love his work as a heel. I mean, he is gold in NXT right now. He is gold. Gargano's had his time. I love his wrestling, but that's just another superstar that they can send to either SmackDown Live or they can send to 205 Live. And he's going to be all right. He can hold his own. So I got Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa's taking that. Too. All right, Rich, we're about to get into your favorite right here. We'll just go ahead and knock out these SummerSlam predictions right here. We're going to start with the kickoff show because honestly, the kickoff show is going to be quick and easy. All right, so we got Rusev Alana versus Andrade Cien Almas and Selena Vega. Uh, Almas and Vega is going to win this match. Hands down. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> hands down, Almas and Vega. Like, 
and, and it's not. It's, no, it's nothing you can really say about this match. I mean, it, it's be average at best, but Almas is a beast, and they need to go ahead and just give him a push. All right. Next match, we have the Raw Tag Team Championships. We have the joke of a B team, which I'm really starting to hate, versus the Revival. What you got, Rich? Just because I want to see the Revival actually get a title run, we go with the Revival. It's just a joke of a division, and I just, just get I it over f- with. I feel like the Revival can bring legitimacy back to the tag team division on Raw, so I have to go with the Revival. I'm always a big fan of them because I just – I mean, they're a solid tag team. And they That's put on good matches. Then... I'll go with the B team. <laughs> Seriously, Eric? Seriously? I know it was a little bit of a revival. B team, I don't know nothing about them. But I'll say the B team. All Curtis right. Axel and Bo Dallas is the B team. I'll still take the B team. <laughs> I, I promise yep. you, I'm going to call you and I'm going to yell at you if they win. FTR, just by the way, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Even though they're a good tag team, but I just don't see them winning it. It's just so hard. The division's a joke. I mean, come on. It really we is. To... We know the division's a joke. It's a huge joke. Very sad. Yeah. All right. We got the another kickoff match. You know, they like to do three kickoff matches. We got Cedric Alexander versus Drew Gulak. Cruiserweight Championship. Cedric retaining? Yeah, I probably think Cedric going to retain in one of the better matches of the weekend, and it's probably a shame that it's going to be on the pre-show and no one's going to see it. Yep, that's why I asked you the other day for 205 Live just get their own house specials on Fridays because they have a lot of talent that they can really just – they can really make a good show out of it. No, it's it's it would it would never work. They 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 dropped the ball. They should have just uh, rolled two hundred five live into NXT and put them in full fail. But they wanted to attach them to SmackDown, and this is the route they're going. But nah, they're not going to get off the pre-show anytime soon. As much as I would like to see Drew Gulak pull off the upset, I already know it's going to be Cedric Alexander who's going to take this. But I mean, honestly, for all this weight that we have for his title reign, it's been all right, but it hasn't been as, as exciting as it should have been. Well, that's uh, not his fault. I mean, he yeah. didn't. I mean, no one liked Enzo, but he didn't have Enzo to take out. Neville left. Austin Aries left. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of. Uh, I mean, they got some good wrestlers. Just uh, you know, they got they got different. Like what I said, I think that uh, they should pull the trigger on moving Gargano over to Two Hundred Five Live. Yeah, honestly, until the time being, just give me Cedric Alexander versus Leo Rush. I'll be fine. Or put, oh, Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy's a beast. Might be the face of the division in a couple months. You said what, Eric? I feel like Leo Rush might be the face of the division in a couple months. I think that's what they want because dude's not even twenty five yet. Oh, that guy's. About to enter the prime of his career. Yeah, he's not even 25 yet. Let's go ahead and jump onto this main roster. We get another boring edition of Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy for the United States Championship. Rich, who you got? Um, Nakamura to retain, and hopefully they turn something good out of this run, but, you know, I don't trust them. I predict Nakamura with a nut shot. Win it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you Nakamura. 
I'm taking Nakamura. I don't know what else I can do with Jeff Hardy as the United States champion. I mean, just straight up. And then, honestly, I'm hoping that when his contract ends, Nakamura goes back to New Japan, even though that seems like the route that they're going anyway. Yep. Yep. All right. We got a triple threat match between Carmella, Charlotte Flair, and Becky Lynch for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Rich? Uh, Carmella to retain. I it's too close. I'm sure. Why not? Let's go, Carmella. Charlotte Flair with Becky Lynch turning Car- heel. I'm going with Carmella retaining. Yeah, that's, uh, I hope they got to be smart with the women's pay per view coming up. They shouldn't mess with things too much. I'll stick with Carmella. You'll stick with Carmella. I'm gonna go with Charlotte Flair. I think they're gonna try to. I mean, everything looks like it's pointing toward Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch in the feud. And I think that Becky Lynch is probably going to turn heel. So I have to say Charlotte Flair with Becky Lynch turning heel at the end of the night. And my opinion, the most important, the most, I say probably the most personal match and the match that it got some buzz, but it should have got a lot more buzz. Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. Daniel Bryan's winning. Um, this is this this is uh this is probably the match I'm most looking forward to. I'll go with Daniel Bryan because he's just better overall, and I hope they make the right choice and go with the better wrestler. Eric, you got anything to say about this? I know it's your favorite feud right here. Um, no, not much. I think Daniel Bryan's gonna win. Um, I mean, I can see it going both ways, but no, not really. I have to be the oddball in this situation, and. Honestly, I just feel like they're not going to give him any, like, significant wins until he signs that dotted line saying that he's coming back to WWE. So I have to go with The Miz. Even though I know Daniel Bryan, everybody knows Daniel Bryan's a better wrestler than The Miz. And it should be a, it should be a cakewalk, honestly. Even though I know they're going to make it a good match, it should be a cakewalk. But I have to go with The Miz pulling off the upset. I don't think they're going to do anything major as far as major victories or anything until he signs on that dotted line saying, I'm coming back to WWE. Mm-hmm. That's that's probably right. That's what I'm going with. And then we have we all know that this match is going to end with the heel turn. I don't care what nobody says. Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins in a Continental Championship. Dean Ambrose is back and he looked like he's eating steak and potatoes while he's living at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Dolph Ziggler. Probably hoping that Dean Ambrose turns heel. I'm gonna. That's probably. The- yeah, I think he's going to win. I got Seth Rollins winning. Dean Ambrose turning heel. Yeah, I think he's going to aid him in getting that Intercontinental Championship back. I mean, honestly, Dolph Ziggler is a good champion. I don't know who he's really going to face on Raw right now. They have the opportunity to really put somebody else into the spotlight. But I understand they're going to use this moment right here to set up a Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose feud with Dean Ambrose being heel. So... I mean, you add the Intercontinental Championship on top of that, I think it'll be a pretty good feud. Yeah. And one of the worst matches of the night right here, we have Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens. Oh, of course. Uh, of course. I'm, Strowman's... I'm sorry. What was that? <laughs> Strowman squashing Kevin Owens, dude. Yeah, of course, I forgot to mention that his Money in the Bank champion, his Money in the Bank briefcase is on the line if he loses by count-out disqualification. Well, yeah, if he gets disqualified or anything, he loses it. Kevin Owens gets it. 
I still say Braun Strowman because I mean they're wasting Kevin Owens. The man's a beast. Uh, I'm a, I'll be different and take my boy Kevin, but this is this is bad. They're just this is bad. They're squashing him. <laughs> yeah, they're really squashing him. He's somebody else that I really just hopes leaves. <laughs> yeah, even though he's not I going anywhere. He's not going nowhere. He's making too much money there. But yeah, I mean he's a good he. I uh, I feel like they just killed this man. Like Kevin Owens is a savage. He can give you a five star match any day of the week. They're killing yeah. this man. Only because he got a beer belly. All because he got a beer belly. Hey, we know Vince likes big sweaty men. Man, we know Vince likes big sweaty men. Look at Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah. I tell What's you, Vince, Vince McMahon probably loses his mind every time he cock his fist. Godly, I wish they never had these long-ass pay-per-views. Why? Bludgeon Brothers versus The New Day. Uh, Bludgeon, New Day? Bro- Bludgeon Brothers could retain. Hands down. Oh, Brothers. Yeah, Bludgeon Brothers been champion since WrestleMania. Oh, damn. I must have missed that when I watched WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, you ain't miss anything. Um, yeah. Retaining then. I got Bludgeon Brothers. They're going to retain that, hands down. Finn Balor versus Corbin. Uh, Finn Balor. Yeah, Finn Balor get the win there. This is another pointless match. We're hoping. We're hoping. (laughs) Oh, we're hoping? (laughs) I got to go with Finn Balor. No, Balor clubs for everyone. Got to go with Finn Balor on this one. Uh, Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey. I think uh, this is where we're going to get some kind of involvement. Uh, maybe Stephanie involved. Alexa's going to keep her belt and uh, look for Stephanie versus Ronda at Evolution. Yeah, I can see that. I still say, yeah, Alexa's going to retain. Yeah, I think Alexa's retaining. Yeah, Alexa's definitely going to retain. I don't think they're going to put the title on Ronda just yet, but. I still feel like Shayna Bays is going to have something to do with it. You know, she might be the enforcer for Stephanie. We don't know. But Shayna Bays, I feel like she's has, going to have something to do with it. But Alexa Bliss is definitely going to retain. All right. Eric, I know you probably yeah. don't know much about this one right here. But AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. Who you got? Um, I think AJ's retaining. Um. Uh... I'm actually surprised Samoa Joe's getting a title shot. To be honest with you, um, I just don't. I just don't see Samoa Joe winning the title. I don't think he. I don't think the the producers are gonna put the title on him. Samoa Joe with the upset. I gotta go with Samoa. You think Samoa Joe? Yeah, I think Samoa Joe's gonna take it. No, I. I, I mean, man, I. I think I don't know. Wow. Oh, trust me, I've been an AJ Styles fan since 2004, but. I think that they're gonna pull. I think they're gonna pull the switch. Samoa Joe's gonna take the title. I uh, I don't mind like Samoa Joe. I like Samoa Joe's work. I'm a big fan of both guys. I just don't see uh, the title coming off AJ anytime yeah. soon. I think Brock will lose his belt before AJ does. I don't know. Yeah. We gotta remember uh, now. Vince likes big sweaty men, and Brock Lesnar is bigger than Roman. Yeah, and he sweats but... more. Gotta remember that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I don't know Samoa. I don't know if Vince McMahon's a big fan of Samoa Joe to begin with, man. Yeah, he doesn't look. He doesn't have the look that that uh, <laughs> that Vince wants. He doesn't have the look that Vince wants. So it really doesn't matter for yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, those two guys have been classics, man. I remember these. I mean, they had some classics in TNA. Yeah, they really did. But Michael Cole is somehow going to ruin this match for me, just like he ruined Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles. But, oh, we're not even going to go there. <laughs> I'm going to take I'm gonna take some more, Joe. But I wouldn't be surprised if AJ Styles retains. But I think they're going to pull the switch. And, of course, we have the last match of the night that's not going to get a good reaction out of anybody, and nobody's going to care. And I have the, I have the uh, beach ball still in the show. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, you got to put it in Roman eventually, don't you? That's all I'm saying. They got to eventually put it on Roman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just, uh, golly, eventually you got to do it. He's not going to get cheered <laughs> by every single fan in the arena. Get over that. Get over it. It's well, not going to happen. Well, uh, man, I, I want to pick against Brock. I do, but man, it's so hard to do that, especially with um, you know what's going on. Um, also, got to remember um, if if Roman wins, then I think we see a money in the big cash in. Oh yeah, I feel like either way it goes at the end of the night. No, I don't think I, if Brock no. wins. I don't if Brock if Brock retains. I, I I don't see him losing. I guess I can see him losing his belt that way, but not if he's sticking around. By the way, I'm going to go with Brock Lesnar. I'm going to take Brock. I got Braun Strowman walking out with a universal title. Neither Brock or, or Roman's going to take this belt home. I'm I'm just going to go with that. I'm going to go that route. I can see that happening. It, it, he's not going to get the reaction that – he's not going to get the reaction that Vince wants – so he's gonna probably pull the switch, go grab Braun at the last minute, and say, "Hey, go out there and cash it in." Yep. Yep. And then we're gonna have Braun Strowman as champion. Roman Reigns is gonna finally snap, gonna turn heel, and we're gonna have the author of pain with Roman Reigns forming the new Shield. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a lot of prediction right there. Uh, dude, I have a very yeah, creative a imagination. Prediction. <laughs> I have a very creative imagination. But now let's get into the more exciting part of this because WWE gets really boring. Let's talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Eric, are you ready? Uh, I've always been ready, man. I could talk New Japan all day. Oh, yeah, I already know. This is going to be very funny. I know Rich is ready. Let's start. Let, we're going to ease into this. Tanahashi, of course, we know he won the G1 Climax. The G1 Climax is like equivalent to the Super Bowl and March Madness in my eyes. And as I just found out, he's going to defend the briefcase against not only Okada, but he wants to defend it against Jay White as well. Yep. It, 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 he's uh, retain both times. I definitely think he's going to win, but uh, it makes sense, especially for the Okada thing. I, I was uh, – I was looking at a thing right now with uh, Okada and Tanahashi because they've had draws a couple of times. Tanahashi hasn't beat Okada since Wrestle Kingdom 9. Yeah, that's going to yep. be the beautiful like part three. about that. And so 
Tanahashi is going to have to go with him in an hour time limit, and it's going to be an amazing match. But yeah, Tana is going to have to go over there. I don't think. No, Okada's not. I don't think Okada is going to be in the title scene anytime soon. No. Um, um, I think Tanahashi will beat him on the way to Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, he has to win. I mean, absolutely. He I needs it. Absolutely. Tanahashi, Tanahashi and Okada can't go for I'm going to draw. I don't think I don't go forty uh, an hour anymore. No. Um, so I think he's going to retain. And I mean, I like that he's defending Jay White as well, but I don't think there's going to be two Gaijins in the main event at Wrestle Kingdom. So I think I think Tanahashi's retaining all the way to Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, Tanahashi. I'm honestly I can't lie. I didn't see Tanahashi coming out the A block, but you know he just really showed how good of a veteran he is in this business. Well, I oh I called it since. Since the blocks were made, I think I told Richless. Yeah, yeah, he definitely did call China coming out of A block. I was going with my boy Jay White. I was going with the nice pervert. Oh, the nice (laughs) pervert, man. That's my guy. Love that guy, man. They could have definitely made that happen. No, but I knew I knew it was gonna be Tanahashi because there's not gonna be two gaijins. And if and if Jay White was gonna come out of the A block, Ibushi would have won the G one. They have to have at least one Japanese wrestler in the main event, I think. Absolutely. So I don't think they're gonna put I don't think it's the right time to put two Gaijins in the main event at Wrestle Kingdom. Will it eventually happen? Probably. But I just don't see it happening this wrestle upcoming Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. Yeah, you got to remember, I'm still formally new to this, but I freaking love New Japan Pro Wrestling. It just really shows off how much of a sport wrestling is. Like, New Japan, I don't know what's wrong with people. People need to really start watching New Japan Pro Wrestling. And, you know, I'm not really the type to sit here and say, if you're not watching this, then something's wrong with you. But seriously, if you're not watching New Japan Pro Wrestling, then something has to be wrong here because there's nothing you can really hate about this form of wrestling right here. If you're not watching New Japan, you're not a fan of pro wrestling, period. It's the best. You know, you could be a fan of sports entertainment, which is fine, but you're not a fan of pro wrestling. If you're not watching New Japan, that's the bottom line. You can tell me how great AJ Styles is. You can tell me how great Nakamura is. And you don't even know that the best match happened in Japan. Don't talk to me because yeah, it's not there. Yeah. yeah. No, like I said, I watched I watched your match in New Japan and it was incredible. Oh. Too good. So let me ask you this right here. Since the G1 Climax is over, we all can agree that that was just an epic tournament. It was just an epic yep. tournament. It was really good. Absolutely. From day one to the end, it was good. And that's why I sit here and I say there's March Madness. There's the college football playoffs. There's the Super Bowl. And there's the G1 Climax. I mean, I'm not going to take anything away from WrestleMania. But seriously, the G1 Climax is the most important tournament in professional wrestling. Yep. There's nothing that WWE can do. Nope. 20 nights and they all delivered. Yeah. Absolutely. There's nothing that WWE can do. You can have, you know, the Mae Young Classic again, your Dusty Road Tag Team Classic, 
cruiserweight classic. You can have all that, man. It has nothing on the G1. Like, nope. they put on, in 20 nights, they put on every single match will be better than what WWE can produce in the next year and a half. Like, it, oh, yeah. I think the match of tournament for me was actually Ibushi uh, Ishii. Oh, yeah, Ishii versus Ibushi was something serious. That match was crazy. Uh, oh, you could even, but I think, I mean, we all know Ishii was the MVP of the tournament. I mean, he had, I want to say, like a good solid four or five, five star matches at this yeah. tournament alone. Yeah, I have to say you that know? right there. So let me ask you this when it comes to the G1 Climax 29. Who do you think is the favorite so far? I think it's uh, Okada. <laughs> Okada probably coming out after a year of not being involved in the title. Probably a big favorite to go into next Wrestle Kingdom. But I'll tell you this, more importantly than that, two people who need to be out of the G129. One is Joshihashi. Two is Toru Yano. Both of those guys are garbage. Oh, no. Out of the G129. No. put in the G129 immediately. And for the second spot, Toru Yano stays. Yano needs to be gone. He's horrible. That second spot needs to go to either Finley or bring me Beer City Bruiser from Ring of Honor. But it's ridiculous <laughs> that these that these glorified jobbers are in my G1 Classic. Hey, Tori Yano is amazing, man. Don't ever diss Yano, man. You're going to get heat for that one. Yano is the worst over-wrestler in Japan. I don't understand. Yano <laughs> is a savage. <laughs> Yano's uh, a beast. Yano's matches cracked me up, man. Yano's man I told you guys to go watch that. What about what about that Yanu uh, Omega match from uh, G127? I saw it's funny, but, but but like like Naito said, I I get I, I guess I can see why fans like him, but why is this guy in the G1? Naito said it. I think it's a gonna... breather, man. I mean, it. I mean, yeah, I understand why Yano's in it. I mean, whatever block he's on, it's a night off for the wrestlers, man. I mean, at the end of the day, this tournament is grueling for wrestlers, yeah. man. And which is the real reason why someone like Yoshihashi is in there, because someone's got to rack up losses. But I think that yeah. you got to, you got to, like, it just doesn't make sense to keep putting this guy in when the only wins he gets during the year are when he tags with Okada. Yeah. No, I think, uh, I mean, I think, I think another one that might leave before Yano is actually, um, What's his name? I can't think of it off the top. Makaba, yeah. But don't they normally make a big deal about someone's last G1, don't they? Especially if they're a legendary. Yeah, I mean, last year it was, um, uh, what is it? Um, Blue Justice Army. Yuji Nagata. Yeah, Yeah, Yuji Nagata's last tournament. Yeah, maybe I think the next one might be Makabe's last one. Yeah, I I think he's soon. I mean, he's a veteran now. I mean, he is getting older. Still a beast. Has some good matches, though. Yeah, but I'm telling you guys, Okada's going to win the next 2-1. I think uh, it all depends if is going to re-sign come January. If he does re-sign, I think uh, either... I think uh, Naito's winning that title. Uh, either he's winning the New Japan Cup and winning it at, uh, what is it, Sakura Genesis? Or... He's uh he's winning it at at uh at Dominion next year. I'm gonna butt in on this and I'm gonna go with the underdog that nobody has said. Jay White's taking twenty nine. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what what happens with the switchblade next. I see, I can see him and Okada 
getting into it soon. Yeah. But I think if Jay White's going to get a title match, it'll be after Okada wins. I think New Japan is great at the long build, and I could see this building over the next couple years with Jay White and Okada. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Jay White right now is not over in Japan. I mean, he's getting booed left and right. Even the Japanese fans are booing him left and right. <laughs> but remember, booze doesn't mean someone – heels are supposed to get booed. That's the yeah, whole point of the Tongans. The Tongans going and, and ruining the G1 was specifically to get booze because yeah. Bullet Club is not supposed to get cheered. They can't get yeah. Kenny as a heel. They can't get the Young Bucks over his heels. So they got to do something to make people heels. Jay White's one of the few guys actually getting legit heat. I don't think he's oh, no, getting he, go away heat. I think he's getting the, the right kind of heat. I think it's a building. No, he's over getting there. the right heat. He's getting the right heat, though. I mean, the Japanese people can't stand him, which is good. <laughs> yeah. And he lives up to it, though. I mean, he. Yeah, yeah, you have a great point there. But, guys, this has been a blessing. Rich, I know that you have to go soon. We'll definitely pick this back up next week. We're going to start doing episodes every week. I want to thank everybody who actually listens to this. And I want to thank Rich and I want to thank Eric for actually making this possible. Three-headed jobbers, we are here to stay. Yep, definitely. Absolutely. Yep, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for your time, man. Y'all have a good day, all right? All right, take it easy, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is another segment. Well, this is actually one of our first segments for episode two of Three Headed Jobbers. I am your host, Fantastic Matt. Richo Sun and Gaijin Eric are not here with me right now, but they will be on one of the segments. But right now, I do have a fellow jobber with me, one of my best friends and fellow WWE lover slash hater, Jason. Jason, say hello to the crowd. What's up, people? Ooh, yeah. Jason is a fool. All right, so this segment that we have right here is called I Ain't Feeling It. Basically, we're going to go over a couple things that have happened recently, and we're going to just basically express how we're just not feeling what the hell is going on right now. So we're going to go ahead and just jump into this, and we're going to start off with the simple one first. We're going to start from the least important things and go straight into the important things. So the first thing that we have on here. The Revival not winning the title at SummerSlam. Me personally, I ain't feeling it. The B-Team shit is... Played out. It was played out before it even started. Let's just be honest. Like, this is just terrible. I mean, it has its its fun moments, but I'm just not a believer in the bullshit college music. It sounds like some suck-ass college who's not won a college football game yet. And, you know, just like, B-team, go, go, go. Go the fuck to the back. Put the title on somebody. The wrestling division of tag team is a fucking joke. The Revival should have got the goddamn titles. They could have brought legitimacy back to the tag team division on Raw. I'm not feeling this shit at all. This shit is terrible. So, look at this straight. So, you put a, the belts to the tag team. Right, you have to beat a legitimate, legitimate gimmick tag team, which would be Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy, and then not only do you give them the belts, do you know they're such a huge gimmick they don't even get their own merch. Their their merch is literally white tees they drew the letter B on in Sharpie marker. 
You didn't even go have the titles long enough to have their own merch. This is terrible. I just want you guys to know. I ain't feeling it. Jason's not feeling it either. We're not feeling it. Alright. So the second thing. Definitely not feeling. And I feel bad for all the ladies who are listening to this. I understand. I don't hate these two individuals. Just a disclaimer. I don't hate these two individuals. I just feel like they're really not the best wrestlers. And they just suck. But I'm not feeling the Nikki and Brie return. The Bella Twins have been gone for a while, and honestly, I prefer it goes back to that way. I understand that they're just here. They're going to come back. Of course, Brie has her match with Daniel Bryan against The Miz and Maurice at Hell in a Cell. And I'm like, bravo. Daniel Bryan's going to get a win over The Miz with Brie Bella by his side. Instead of just getting a clean singles win, but they're not going to give it to him until he does a... Um, I don't like couples matches. I, I generally don't like couples matches because basically it's a gimmick on top of a gimmick. So you have a rivalry that y'all wives slash girlfriends got to get involved in, which nine times out of ten was going to make the match suck because it'll be boring when they're in the ring because for, for whatever reason, Maurice is a former women's well divas champion from back in the day that has no current ring practice and she just had a baby. Brie had her baby the other year, and mind you, she hasn't been a threat to any women's championship belt in years, on top of the fact they literally put her sister over her every time they wrestle. So let's, besides the fact that this match is going to be a waste of our time at any pay-per-view, I don't care what couple it is, it's a waste of our time. On top of the fact, they're only letting Nikki get some clout. Because John told her he ain't going through that marriage, baby. We just, you know, you ain't, ain't going to stand, baby, that whole time. Did I tell you not to take it there? <laughs> <laughs> I sat there and told you not to take it there. But he probably does have a point. But still, I'm really not feeling this return. They're really not, they're, they're just really not good in-ring competitors. Just be honest. I mean, yeah, they'll probably bring money to this all-women's pay-per-view. But you really don't need them. It's like WWE is basically doing the same thing with the men's wrestlers that they are doing with the female wrestlers now. You bring in two part-timers, and these two part-timers have no ring ability whatsoever. They both suck. So, I'm not feeling that. So, on to number three and Finn Balor. I'm just letting you know, I really hate these counters. I'm not feeling the fact that Finn Balor said Roman Reigns is an all-time great. This is just another disclaimer. I don't hate Roman Reigns. Uh, Jason, he doesn't hate Roman Reigns. I mean, I just really hate the way WWE has kind of pushed him in. I mean, seriously, he turned the guy heel already. But seriously, this he's he's not an all-time great. I'm not going to sit there and look at this man's championships and shit and call this man an all-time great. I don't remember. I cannot sit here and tell you one Roman Reigns match that I can sit here and say, wow, I remember that match. I'm going to go back and watch it. There's not a single fucking Roman Reigns match that I'm going to sit there and say that about. Um, let's let's put this into consideration here for a second. So, screwing over Finn Balor has been a new pastime with WWE. And not only are they screwing over Finn Balor, but they say, you know what? We did you so dirty. We gonna even have you say that Roman Reigns is great on the air. Just so we can put him over a little bit more. We understand that you're better than him. We understand that you got more experience. We understand that you also trained another wrestler on our roster that's main event talent. You are her master in a way. But we still going to let you say that Roman is great because we want to put him over that bad. Not to mention, 
We don't need WWE is so oblivious to realize that if you put put the belt on Finn Balor, then it will sell way more tickets than putting the belt on Roman Reigns. Not only any match between Seth Rollins, because that's the only other person y'all might give a chance to anyway, against Finn Balor at any pay per view would sell out a show. Well, we gotta hold off on that for one second. The only reason I say that is because. Roman Reigns has a serious fan base out of women, so he's generating more women. They, they say that scientifically or whatever bullshit they find. More women watch wrestling than men, so Roman Reigns' fan base is So you're telling women. me Roman Reigns is a new Val Venus, is what you're telling me. They, she, they, he had all the bad ones back in the day. You know, when he used to come out and do that whole strip routine. So Roman Reigns is a new Val Venus, is that what you're telling me right now? I mean, I feel like he's a WWE version of Jason Momoa that's really just not a good in-ring competitor. I mean, he's decent at best. The best part that Roman has going for him is that his ceiling can be as high as it wanted to be. He has a lot of room to grow. I mean, I'll give him that. I'm not going to say he's not a hard worker. The dude's a fucking workhorse. He'll get in there and he'll wrestle with the best of them. He'll take an ass whooping from the best of them. But I'm just not going to sit here and say this man is an all-time And we're not going to blame yet. Roman Reigns. We're not blaming Roman We're blaming for WWE. We're blaming WWE because this is the whole setup of Roman Reigns was bad. So let me get this straight. So not only do you, you know, push the whole Samoa Dynasty thing, which we're cool with. We're we we love the Samoa Dynasty. You know, we got the Usos, we got Rikishi, we got Umaga, got Rest of Soul. Uh, all across the board, we love the Samoa Dynasty. But this is the problem. Not only do you set him up for the what basically greatest rise in facing Brock Lesnar in that first match he had with him at WrestleMania, which led to the greatest heist in WrestleMania history. You screw him over again and again and again till it's like, okay, if you're not going to let him win the big one, get him up and get him out of our face. We don't want to see it no more. And then when you start making him win the big one all the time, it turns into, okay, now we're still tired. Get rid of him. Either turn him heel and take the title off of him, make him run a rampage over the WWE, the super Superman punching everybody, like Randy did like what two years ago. He just ran around his arcade with everybody for the fun of it. That was entertaining. That was entertaining. Let him start beef, okay? It's all right. I just feel like if they pull the anti-hero card, he'll get more cheers than booze. But you know this whole superhero gimmick. I'm sticking with Tonga on this one right here. No need to cock your fist. He can beat you with a tongue and twist. I'm sticking with that all day. Bullet Club all day. All right. So yeah, Finn Balor, I'm gonna need you to, uh, I need you to go back and change that comment, man. He's not an all-time great just yet, not yet. You are my, you my friend. You're an all-time great. We're not talking about just WWE. Just in general, you're an all-time great. He's but, he's co-creator of Bullet Club. Of course, he's an all-time great. And yeah, in my opinion, Bullet Club is the greatest faction of all time. I mean, just hands down, they're better than NWO. I wonder if he gets royalties. He probably still do. Probably, probably. He probably still gets money for the match. Probably get that check. Yeah, he gets more money than the Battle Clubs for everyone bullshit. This is going to be... Don't get me started on the inclusion nonsense they tried to start. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not going to slide into the whole... We're just going to throw Rainbow in his tights and just call it a day. That's how... So we had a, a legitimate... Legitimate superstar that was of another persuasion that y'all just let get buried by everything else. What was the last time we seen Darren Young, y'all? What was... You know, before, like after the perm, you know, we do doing chicken with the people. What last time we seen Darren Young? <laughs> Number four. <laughs> Number four. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. Let's go Number four. What I ain't feeling. Uh, Jason, this is more on you right here, but I can completely understand. 
I'm not feeling WWE wasting talent. Boy. Just not feeling. There's a small army of human beings that don't get to come out the back. They ain't had a match in so long. I mean, a list of everybody they releasing. Because they not releasing the right people. They could have kept Wade Barrett. They could have re-signed Alberto Del Rio. All these people. Well, Alberto Del Rio, that was kind of his own fault. Had some, that, that had something to do with Paige, I believe. Look, 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 look here, look here. Look, Paige no, got her I job back this year. Paige is general man just right now. We're not even going to go there. We're not going to go there. <laughs> We're, We're not, not going to go there. there. Fine. Nah, okay, We're let's not let's go list there. them off, okay? People that get wasted on the roster. Okay, we got Apollo Crews. One of the most athletic people. This man is all of maybe 250 pounds raw muscle doing back handsprings in the moonsaults. Who, who is doing this? Who, who is over? Th- they're almost there to 300 pounds jumping over the rope like Finn Balor. Okay? But he buried under Titus O'Neil's Titus Worldwide gimmick. Okay? I mean... Can the brother get a title shot? Last time... Paula Cruz had a top shot from my close memory. I may be missing one, but it was in NXT. And guess what? He still didn't get the match. It was for the what was the number one contendership. That was the number one contendership for the NXT championship. I think he actually did get that title shot against uh, Finn Balor, but Baron Corbin kind of screwed them over in that one. I think, I think he... I mean, that match was... I mean, to this day, that was his best match in the WWE against Finn Balor in NXT. Ugh. This man to become heel, put on a mask, do something. No, don't don't put on the mask because you know WWE likes to put on mask mask crusaders. No, we don't need that. No, no, no. He can be heel. Put on a ski mask, okay? Do something. You do wanna, something. You want him to come out with a ski mask? D- do something. It's 2018, and you want this man to come Look, out with a ski mask? Do they had to become a whole trio to keep their career going? Okay, they screwed over Kofi more than one times. The Big E career was going to get soft for them after he wasn't AJ's enforcer anymore. And Apollo Crews was going to get buried on the fact that he was... No, not Apollo Crews. Xavier, Xavier right. Woods was going to get buried anyway. Yeah, you have a good point. You have a great point with that one right So he there. need to do something. I mean, they'll probably go with the simple thing, which is... Oh, we're going to have him turn on... Uh, turn on Titus? Yeah. But honestly, in my opinion, I'm just like, just send him back to NXT. Let no, him shape I got a better way. idea. Put him in the faction of Bobby Blast. He's going to be the Bob Brothers Club. I'm so done. Send him back to NXT. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> send him back to NXT. All right, we got Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. Okay. I'm very glad that he shaved his head finally. Because that hairline was not doing nobody no justice. No justice Look, at all. The only people that gave this man some justice and love was on the WWE video game. Because they put that hairline right almost where it was supposed to be. Okay, just like with The Undertaker. That bad boy that shifted many moons ago. It was time to let it go. But now since he shaved his head... What has he done? Nothing. He went after a title. He started beefing the guy he wasn't going to beat. No way. In the Finn Balor, which was a waste of time. Because this fool act like he didn't know who the hell was coming out. When Finn Balor put on that demon pain, watching like he a whole new person. I mean, we got Constable Corbin now. I mean, he's Constable Corbin. But no, no, no. Dude, what's worse? It's worse. Now he's acting general manager at Constable Corbin. Because Stephanie said Kurt Angle on a vacation. Why? Why would that help? What? Why would that help Monday Night Raw? I mean, honestly, the only thing that's going to help Monday Night Raw is looking at SmackDown right now because SmackDown's killing it. <laughs> they are killing it right now. That's the only thing that's going to help them right there. Uh, who else we got? We got Finn Balor. 
Okay, Finn, they're they're keeping Finn in the limelight. Semi-wasted talent. Semi-wasted talent. It's like, I remember, it's like the glow that Fandango had when he had that the fans are into it, but the man's career ain't going nowhere. You did these niggas to try to plateau Finn Balor. Plateau. He can't go no higher because the person above him is Roman Reigns. They, they won't let that happen. Oh, Seth Rollins too. Seth Rollins above him too. But at least they gave him a fair shot to beat Seth. They they let them wrestle. Figured out a bunch of sales. Who's going to win this match? Okay? They let, when it comes to Roman... Now you know he ain't up there. I need you to do it. help him out a little bit. Okay, this is what we need you to do. You just go out there, hit all your moves except for the coup de gras. Cause you know he no good aware he ain't supposed to kick out of that. So you go, he go, he gonna get up before you can hit it. Okay, then he gonna hit you with the Superman punch. Okay, now when you hit the Superman punch, you gonna lay down. Okay, you gonna get up real slow. They get him time to set up the the, the spear. Okay, then we hit you with a spear, you're gonna lay down. We know y'all, right? The spear ain't as strong as everybody else's spear. Okay, he got baby spear. Okay, they like the gore. The gore tear people apart. We can't teach him that. He ain't got the skill set for that. So, what we're gonna do, we're gonna let you hit him with that. And then after that, you're gonna one, two, three. And then we're gonna pay you a little bit extra for wasting your time out there. And that's how they do that. Uh, buffet well, actually, you ask me, I feel like they have two to three options here. Put him over Seth Rollins. Okay. Send him down to 205 Live to bring some more legitimacy to that title. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, no. I feel like they will bring some legitimacy to that title. No. He used to be a dream heavyweight in New Japan, dog. I mean, look, look. Have you seen his abs? He probably took under 205 pounds right now. I'm just saying, though. Send him down to 205 Live to bring some legitimacy to that title. No offense to Cedric Alexander. Or... Just to bring some excitement to the NXT UK, just let him challenge Pete Dunne for the title. I prefer that, but but this is the thing. Though. You gotta do something the with him way, right now. The way that would be is layered. That would be considered a step down. What else are they doing with him? That would. It may seem like a step down, but I mean, you're just boosting up the UK now. I mean, look, look. 205 Live, I wouldn't consider that a step down because it used to be a junior heavyweight, and the Cruiserweights are some of the most exciting wrestlers in the world. But think about it this way in New Japan, the junior heavyweight division is epic. Lie. Shout out to Gaijin Eric. <laughs> so, like, look, it's a whole different aspect of hierarchy in New Japan pro wrestling, especially for foreigners. You know how long Kenny had to work to become Kenny Omega? Over there, so the, the hierarchy is so different that that would even that would be going to two hundred five live would be a step down. Because when was the last time we see any of those people that married you was supposed to be raw specific wrestlers? Oh, SmackDown they get no cruiserweights on Raw. When was the last time we see any of them on Raw? Any of them? It's been a minute. It's been forever. It's not been one of them is allowed to step foot in front of a camera on Raw. Yeah, absolutely right about that. And let's go on to your favorite superstar who is really being wasted and they're pissing me off because Vince won't give him a push because he got a beer belly. Kevin Owens. But look, I call him... I'm not blaming Kevin Owens at all. I call him Chubbs, okay? I call... Because Chubbs is that fat kid that always, you know, try to do that flip in school. And you know he wasn't going to land it, but it was just for the entertainment of trying. You know what I'm saying? No, but he, he started to land... Man, Kevin Owens is one of the best that... 
Raw has to offer, and he's being wasted, and he's being screwed over. Honestly, I miss the Kevin Owens that turned on Sami Zayn in NXT when he first came in. That ruthless aggression, Kevin Owens. Look, look here. Kevin Owens is the only man of his stature and shape that can perform these moves perfectly, and we don't say nothing about it. Um, and ring ability is great. Uh, let's see, a five-star frog splash. And we're not talking about a Mark Henry splash. We're not talking about a big guy splash. We're talking about this man crunches in the air. He give us the whole five-star. I feel like that beer belly kind of helps with the impact. Make sure nobody kicks out. I'm just saying. Look, it makes sure you don't break your damn ribs. Yeah, that too. But still, though, I mean, I'm just not feeling WWE wasting any of these talents here because... I mean, there's something you can do with them. I understand that you have a lot of talent that you really don't know what to do with right now. But, I mean, if you really got a better creative team, which we really need to just blame everything on the creative team, I feel like you guys can find something to do with all these talent. You had a shitload of talent in the Attitude Era and in the, and in the Ruthless Aggression Era, and you found something to do with all that damn talent. Let me explain something to you. Um, back in the day, they had tournaments. Like, the King of the Ring, which we haven't seen in maybe a decade. I don't care about any tournament except for the G1 Climax. WWE can kiss my ass on any tournament they put out. The King of the Ring tournament is a joke now. The Mae Young Classic, I'm not even going to say it's a joke yet. Okay. Cruiserweight Classic, that's the only tournament I want back. The Dusty Road Tag Team Classic, I just feel like they need to go ahead and just make that a global thing. It was exciting. Some tag teams. It was exciting. But no tournament matters if it's not New Japan World Cup, the G1 Climax, Okay. Super Junior Tournament. Nothing matters in WWE when Look, it comes to tournaments. The only way to use up all this talent instead of filling the show with meaningless promos is to give them something to fight for. I'm just saying, man. You know, New Japan has the ace, and this man is basically has no ligaments in his knee. And this man can go out here and put on a better match. Look here. One of Matt Hardy's legs is wooden, okay? He's still a goat. He's the greatest man. What? Look, this man hobbling for that guy that twist the fake. They really killed the delete. They really killed this whole broken Matt Hardy gimmick. Well, you know what? We can't get into that right now. That's too much. We got too much to say about that. Yeah, we got too much to say about that. Let's move on though, cause we're getting limited on time. But let's move on right here. All right, I got Johnny Gargano losing the big ones. Okay, so let me get this straight. You take all this punishment. In 25 minutes, maybe a half an hour worth of match. You even, you've handcuffed this man twice. And he still found a way to beat you. How? How do you handcuff a person, made them unable to defend themselves, and they still beat you? The first time, you did all this work. All this work. And you let him somehow catch you with a DDT on the exposed wood of the ring. Somehow, he was already, both his hands were already click, click, clapped together. The second time, let me get this straight. You done handcuffed this man to one of the guardrails of the stands in a last man standing match. All you have to do is let the ref count. You already abused him. You know, his eye partially swollen up, all this. And you go for a ridiculous knee. 